Okay, we're switching over headphones, so we yeah. can't hear what you're saying now. BRB! Let's talk shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Laura lied about the switch. So oh much. my god, 100% Tom. <laughs> you're waiting huh <laughs> now someone else has to intro i don't know what we're going from here hello everyone welcome to the gameographers podcast we've not been around it for a little while because we're um shit Life we're shit, shit. Yeah. We're shit. But we're back. We're back with some quality, not wholesome, very filthy content for you pervy fuckers. Tie me up and force me to listen to a podcast. Pretty much that. There you go. If you're not in rope at the moment, what are you doing with your life? You should try it out. I'm, I'm, it's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm in some headphone wires. Is that close enough to rope? Uh, Can we dangle them over me seductively as if I'm being tied up in some kind of BDSM situation? I, I'm just, I just have a violent wand inserted into a hole, and I'm not telling you which one. <laughs> is, is, <laughs> is, is it the secret special hole that you, you get in your body when you start podcasting that is perfect for silently fucking during podcasts? See, yes. this is the bit in the sitcom where um, it's fine to say that to the other characters because they can't see you, but then the camera cuts to Jed and it's just up, right up his nostril. <laughs> just a violet, violet one shoved up, touching his brain. And then I make eye contact directly with the camera and it slowly zooms in and as it gets like point blank to my face, I just whisper, Bazinga. And then it goes, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Can we pitch this? I think we've got a decent thing going here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, fuck it. It, it's the sitcom about people who shove things into orifices and accidentally have to say bazinga. <laughs> there are worse things on TV. Not my, strange or, my, my, my strange orifice and stuff. No, no, no. My bazinga orgasm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so this is a podcast that I'm not usually on. Hello, I'm Laura. I'm here. Yes, hello. So... Uh, we it's normally just um it's normally just Alyssa Jed and I that um that um explore our sexual fantasies together um on a definitely week by week basis honest gov. Um but today, because we're doing a specific game that has a particular individual tied to it, if you search up that game on YouTube, um we have Laura Kate Dale. I am here partially because you needed a computer to play this game on. And partially because if you search Lady Killer in a Bind on YouTube, my Let's Play pops up because apparently like I'm one of the few people that was like, yeah, game that's explicitly about BDSM. I'll try and get that past YouTube safety filters. Sure, why not? Yeah, so that, that's and, the situation. And other people may know Laura from lying about the Nintendo Switch. Oh, I made everything <laughs> up. I, I, I completely guessed that there would be weird haptic advanced vibration <laughs> feedback back in August of 2015. That was 20, 2015, I wish. 2016. <laughs> that was such a total guess. Like, you know, anyone can just guess. Yeah, there'll be there'll be haptic feedback I mean, vibration hear me, that makes hear it me feel out. like you're jerking a guy off. Hear me out. I don't think you guessed. I think Nintendo just heard your predictions, your lies, and they said, you know what? That's Let's do it. 
It wouldn't be the first time. I'm pretty sure the retailer GameSeek only put pre-orders up at £198 because that's what I said the price of the Switch was going to be. Pretty Um, sure that happened. Talking of the Switch, and it's a topic that um, I was made aware of it by Laura, um, and I feel it's um, very apt to mention this on a podcast about porn games. Um, (laughs) Laura... what did uh, what, what did the developer of Senran Kagura tweet recently? Oh, the Senran Kagura developer, like, tonight tweeted about how he's going to make a game in which you can use the advanced HD vibration to feel boobs. Oh <laughs> like, this is this is a thing. He's, he's, he's interested in the Switch, and you're going to feel boobs. So what I'm trying to say is, um, if a Senran Kagura title gets announced for the Nintendo Switch, we need to reach out to both that developer and Nintendo to try and get our hands on a review copy of the Switch and that game so that we can do it on the podcast. So I just wanted to say two very live. quick things about sex games and Switch. Yeah. Uh, two important facts. So first of all, I got to play a Switch the day before we record this. And there is a game called 1-2 Switch where it's a bunch of mini games. One of them is called Milk. And you milk a cow by moving oh, the controller up and down. God. On a scale it of 1 to 10, how much like jerking off does it look like? Oh, one, no. It's not only that it looks like, it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> so but the, the looking like is that you move your hand up and down, you do motion controls, you try and jerk off a person slash milk a cow. The advanced vibration that they've been fant- talking about, like, oh, it feels like a bunch of different sensations. The good one they have is like, oh, roll it round and it's like a box full of marbles and you're going to count the marbles by feeling them roll around in your controller. Milk is the true standout project because as you move your hand up and down, there is a sensation that like slides with your hand as if you're like, it feels like you're fucking jerking someone off. <laughs> oh my God. Laura. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not making any assumptions about right. your day-to-day life. Yeah. Right. Um. On a scale of one to ten, if you can't answer this question, by all means, let me know. But you know, I, I'm not going to assume that you can't. On a scale of one to ten, how much did it feel like a penis? Oh, one hundred percent like a penis. So. You know, let, let's fucking get this out there. Once upon a time I had a penis, I jerked a penis off every now and then. You know, let's fucking do this. You know, every now and then I was like... Hey. You know, I, I no longer have one, but that doesn't mean... Oh god! <laughs> so I no longer have a penis, but once upon a time I had one. I I moved. I I, I know what jerking a penis off feels like. This feels one hundred percent like jerking off a penis in the air. So, so let me get this straight. So it feels like a penis when you're doing this, but how does it detect? Yes. How does it detect? Because when I, hear me out, what I'm thinking is I can take the Joy-Con, put it yeah. in my ass and then just do squats i'll both get exercise and off and my sexual pleasure all at the same time while milking a cow okay there's one thing that you're going to need to practice and you're going to need to practice your uh your rectal uh your your keggles because (laughs) part of what you have to do is it's not enough to just move it up and down there's also two buttons on the left hand side of the the joy con that you have to squeeze (laughs) as you go up and down and you have to like you have to squeeze and then release as you go back and then squeeze and release as you go back and squeeze and release as you go back so you have to do like squeezing on half of the motion and then let go for the return i I, I don't i don't mean to brag but um i've had guys tell me that my pussy be yanking so i think i'll be okay (laughs) 
it's a box. Yeah, if, you, if your pussy be yanking, then you'll be fine. Um, like Jeff, using a joycon up um, your ass. I, I have something to say, but first I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quote you on that in a tweet. Um... <laughs> so the other thing about the switch, and this is where we I, I conveniently tie us back to the game we're supposed to be talking about. Switch is a term for someone who is into the BDSM who can be a, a dom but can also be a sub and can be flexible between those two things. And that's a BDSM term. And this is Lady Killer in a Bind, a game that has some BDSM stuff in it. So look at me, a professional podcaster, <laughs> dragging us back to the sex game. I segue to you. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. to drag it right the back fuck. Uh, <laughs> you're going to drag it right the back fuck. Right the back fuck. <laughs> um, so obviously... Um, the the switch uh the the right hand switch controller has an ir sensor yeah is it therefore theoretically plausible that if there were a game in which it was in which the scenario was you are actually actively jacking a penis off yeah is it then plausible to say perhaps if you jack the dick off to completion that moving your hand in front of the ir sensor would catch the cum as it works <laughs> out the cock uh, I want to get you a Switch dev kit now so we can find out. God, <laughs> please, yes. What if I played the cow I milk make a- by holding the Joy-Con against my dick while I do it? Would it feel like frauding? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I, I, here's the thing. Surprisingly, no one at the Nintendo press event was testing this out on the show floor. <laughs> I'm surprised surprised that Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario, wasn't over there. It's like, Mamma Mia! It's like going to it. (laughs) So, Lady Killer in a Bone. Oh, yeah! That game game with. Okay, so, um, who who would like to give a brief synopsis on on Lady Killer in a Bone? Laura, would you like to? Or Alyssa, you've played the game three times in a row because you're trash. (laughs) (laughs) Filthy visual novel trash. Uh, High five visual novel trash. Yeah, kind of same. So Lady Killer is really, really good. Um, First off, it's weird to see a visual. It's it's told in like a visual novel style where you play as this, uh, the beast slash the prince. It's a character who's impersonating and cross-dressing as her brother on this cruise and then just horn-dogging it up and trying to smooch as many pretty ladies as she can while she's there. Um, It's, a weird game in the fact that a lot of the dialogue choices aren't just like option A, option B. Um, While you're talking to someone, options will pop up uh, throughout dialogue that have different like tones to them, like flirty or aggressive. And then it tells you the consequence of those actions and you can either choose them or just let the conversation progress past it and see what happens if you don't choose those. So it's a really like dynamic conversation system. That's kind of different from visual novels. But I think the one standout thing about this game is Rather than like having sex as the reward at the end of the tunnel for beating the game and talking to all the anime girls, um, sex is actually used kind of as like a storytelling tool throughout the entire thing. And it's a way for characters to communicate and to get to know different characters and kind of like expand on who you want the, your character, your player character to be. So it's, it's a really unique visual novel in that way. Um, and yeah, I think that's part of the reason it was able to get onto Steam without actually censoring anything at all. And there's graphic sex scenes throughout the entire game, which I think is both a statement of how good the game is and how weird Steam's sex policies are, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. We finally have like actual, I like the fact that we have like full unedited nudity on Steam now. 
And not only that, the first example to to be on Steam is queer as fuck, and I'm so happy about this. Uh, You you would think um, you would think more people would be happy about it, but you know that that censorship crowd. They're like, look how few people are playing this sex game because SJWs made it. (laughs) Oh God. So, yeah, like, here's the thing. Lady Killer... I I play a lot of visual novels. I play a lot of dating sims. Lady Killer in a Bind is not perfect by any means, but it is unambiguously my favourite visual novel dating sim I've played in a long time. And that's mainly because it has a bunch of really cute queer women in it that, that seem like they are explicitly designed to be like, hey, you're a queer person, here's some fucking cool queer ladies. And then, B has some pretty cool conversations about consent that are pretty cool. And and then also I like that whole thing where sometimes like don't pick the dialogue option and new things will come up because you were patient and waited, but oh no, you waited too long. Your opening in the conversation went and you now can't say that other Mm -hmm. thing. I like some of those mechanics. This is a good game. I like it. Um I I'd like to start off actually um by I I guess like for people who uh, might not have uh, an understanding of how the game starts or anything um it's certainly not something i knew going into it and just a heads up this is gonna be a spoiler talk thing <laughs> because there's shit i want to talk about with this game it's gonna be that, a spoiler that... C- can i just say why you're making this a spoiler cast and this is gonna be a spoiler if you don't want spoiler cast like go away now george wants this to be a spoiler cast so that they can talk about communism <laughs> yep we'll get back to that later um so lady killer in a bind you assume the role of a protagonist of your choosing, who is the twin sister of a uh, a, a, a dickish guy who goes to an expensive school. I am the heir to my father's company, and I am a dick. You are my sister, who is biker chick and goes to public school, and dad does not like. Thank you. Uh, can, um, can, I, can I just <laughs> ask you a question here? Because I, I was confused, maybe because I didn't finish the game, but... You barely started the game. I did, but uh, <laughs> not a huge visual novel player, but I liked what I played. But I was confused. Is the sister and the brother, are they like, are are they both like, well, one's the girl, right? Pretending to be her brother. Is yeah. her brother like trans or? He cross-dresses sometimes, no. but he's. The, because they, okay. they look identical. The, the, yeah. Okay. The, it, it is addressed and the addressing is just. We're not identical, but we are like we are twins that just coincidentally happen to look very similar, and we look similar enough that we can pull off being each other. But they're not identical twins, and it's not implied that either of well, I say it's not implied that either of them are trans. I kind of have a headcanon that the biker is a trans woman because the way that body types are presented, I'm like, I don't know how explicit that is, but. I I am totally up for headcanning headcanoning her as a trans woman. Yeah, that's the vibe I got. Headcanon, I yeah. It's 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 definitely not explicit. And if they are a trans woman, then they are a trans woman who's had lower surgery. But the implication is definitely that like they are very very similar in appearance, and there is no explicit re- reason given for that other than they're both related. I mean, I I, I figured I I figured like a, a reasonable explanation would be um, they're both just really androgynous. Yeah. yeah. It, the 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 only real factor that dis that um that distincts them from each other is um the way they dress. Well, it's the way they dress, chest and genitals. But chest, chest and genitals are not so visible yeah. if you've got clothes over them. Exactly. Exactly. Um. 
so yeah, you you are that character, and um, your uh, your brother's like, hey, so um, you, you our dad he's confiscated your bike. Your bike represents your freedom. Do you like that? Because you're a, you're a, a, a badass biker lesbian, and your bike means a lot to you. If I take your place at your summer camp so that I can help you out and get good grades so you get your bike back. Will you pretend to be me on this cruise that that, that I need to be on um, with my classmates for nondescript reasons? And it turns out there is a very elaborate plan behind why he wants you to fuck a bunch of queer people on a boat. Yeah, and obviously, <laughs> because the prospect of fucking a bunch of queer people on the boat comes up, you say yes! Well, exactly! you're if, a badass if, biker if, lesbian if who a, wants to bone ladies. If you're a badass biker lesbian and your options are go bang a bunch of ladies or go and like probably fail your exams a second time like you take the option that means that you get your bike back and you get to bang queer people it's Mm. like yeah that's that's a no-brainer of course yeah and that's that's the setup of the game you then find that there are um a couple of characters that know what's going on um and are allies to you effectively um, and you find out about all these quiz that you get to that you get to put your your lady bits onto. Also, there's a game to win five million dollars on this boat. That's, and... that's being run by an, a weird, un, un... mysterious robot. Mysterious robot. I, I, yeah, I, I... mysterious robot is like, hey, trade votes with people to win five million dollars for reasons. To see like uh, Mono I'm, Bear I'm just... from uh, Danganronpa show up and just be like, oh, 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 <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You know what? Hang on. Um, I'm just getting up the picture that they used for the Kickstarter campaign because it sums up the game perfectly. My twin brother made me cross-dress as him and now I have to deal with a Greeky stalker and a Dom Beauty who want me in a bind. Or Lady Killer in a bind. That's the game. Um, that's it. There you go. Um, this is the Game Archivist podcast. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> yeah. So. So. Yeah. Um, how did people feel about the opening of the game? I was caught off guard by the opening. I did... I did not go into a game about like cross-dressing and BDSM expecting to be like, oh, I'm tied to a chair on an oil rig by my brother being made to recant a week of, of sex times, and I don't know why. It it was a nice bit of intrigue that just kept popping up to be like, oh yeah, hopefully we'll find out what the fuck was up yeah, with that. It was, really it was a really fun way it to was, kind of get that exposition out of the way and like see your character was introducing these characters because she's trying to describe them rather than just kind of breaking the fourth wall in a bad way though like it it worked for the game surprisingly Hmm. Mm. and it it did a really nice job of explaining why basically you were boiling down characters to their archetypes and you were referring to characters by the like explicitly by the character archetype they were because you're just casually referencing them to your brother and it's like oh yeah it's it's you know it's uh the hacker because you know fuck if i remember the name of someone i've only spent a week with whatever and it, it was a nice way of getting those aspects that would otherwise feel a bit out of place and dealt with to just be like, yeah, it's fine. You're recounting a story. Do, do you guys ever do that with like people that you've uh, been with or whatever? Because I, I do that with like people that I'm like, don't associate with anymore. I'll be like, ah, oh, Navy girl. And like all my friends will be like, oh, yeah, I remember Navy girl. Is yeah, it just me? Am I, I a terrible have, person? I have some friends who have, who have boiled down to uh, that, like a, a weird nickname that we just call them by. I yeah, I do, but I'm not going to share any of them <laughs> oh, here. Come on, let's hear it. Um, I went to this. Rave. I went. To this... I, I got one. I went to this rave once, and the um, the DJ. I don't remember what the DJ's name was, but whenever I after that rave, whenever I I refer to him as the um, 
the the old hillbilly man that was powered by drugs. <laughs> that, that's that's the archetype that he was. Um, but other than that, I don't. I can't actually think to to memory of any any other instance of that. I, I have. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The the Navy girl, BDSM girl, uh, and the dog fucker. Oh. The dog fucker sounds like a story. Long yeah. story short, and that's a story you're definitely going to have to tell us now. Long story short, met a girl in OKCupid, as in started talking to her. We got to like talking, like texting, and then at night she was like, "I'm going to call you." And we were talking on the phone, and she was like, "You know, it was pretty late. Things were starting to get sexy." And she was like, "What's your fetishes?" And I was like, "I don't know." Like I, I had just like came out, so I was like, "I don't know. Some of mine might be weird." And she's like. Well, I'll go first. I fucked two dogs, and I was just like, "What?" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then she's like, "It's okay. I got paid a thousand dollars to do it on video." And I'm like, "No, that doesn't make it it any better." (laughs) And then I was just like, "Long, long, long silence." And she goes, "You really don't like that, do you? You could just forget I said it." I was like, "I'll never, (laughs) ever forget that." (laughs) Um, Well, is it? Is it? I, I kind of have a similar story. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Do you? I I was. Did, um, did you fucking? <laughs> I, I did not. Fuck Are you sure? You realise how libelous that is? God! I asked a question. I didn't. It would be libelous if I made the statement. I know. You fucked a dog. I that know. would be libelous. I know. I know. But you made me say the statement. I didn't fuck a dog, which sounds <laughs> shifty as. Fuck. I didn't fuck a dog. Quote George. <laughs> Right. Oh, for <laughs> don't you I'm dare! Doing it. Don't you fucking dare! <laughs> oh no! No! Okay, okay. Look, look. If I tell the story, will you not do that? <laughs> Everyone will hear you. But go on. Okay. I was just, you know, casually browsing Grindr one day, right? And I came across this person, and they were non-binary, and I was like, "Holy shit, same. Let's talk." So we did the talky things. And, um, you know, we got to know each other quite well, and it, it was all right. Like, we'd only been talking for a few hours, but they seemed pretty cool. Um, and um, they just, uh, I was like, oh, so uh, what do you do with your free time? And they started talking about how, you know, they enjoy going down to the stables and oh, um, oh, really no. like the horses there. Um, <laughs> no. Sometimes touch them in places. Like, okay, oh. goodbye, I'm going to block, I'm going to remove you from my life. I do not want to have relations with someone that does a sex on horses. That's not what I'm I mean. About. Let's be honest. If you want to touch the biggest penis that's easily findable, that's not I'm pretty sure horse penis is the biggest ones, other than like elephants, and they're not easily to, easy to find. Not that I'm defending horse penis touchers. I'm just saying I can see why maybe they would do it. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> There's no coming back from that. <laughs> And they're both dead. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but don't sex animals because consent don't sex animals. Yeah, don't fuck animals. That's just bad. Yeah, don't. Don't, yeah, don't, but, do don't let thing. them fuck Public you judgment. either because you might die. Um, Speaking of consent, uh, this game is kind of weird yeah. in that way um, for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like, my bag is this. No, Alyssa, that was fucking beautiful, thank you. <laughs> well, no, because you're on this boat under... Everyone you meet presumes that you are your brother, unless you tell them differently, which usually um, comes at a cost, because there's a suspicion mechanic where if you get five points of suspicion, it's instant game over. Uh, so you have to lie to everybody, and then when you have sex with people, a lot, sometimes you'll have the option to tell them if you're your brother or not, 
And then otherwise, they'll just be like, oh, well, I guess I've never seen him topless before, so maybe he does have tits. So, like, it's this weird thing of having sex with people when they think you're somebody else that kind of skeeves me out a little bit. And I don't know how you guys feel. Mm, Yeah, I I thought... Yeah, I I talked a lot about this in my review of the game that there's there's a weird like for a game that is so explicitly about consent when it comes to BDSM mechanics, it avoids a real conversation that could have happened about the the consent at play in terms of informed consent and knowing who it is you're sleeping with. I what I'll say, I like I like the fact that you are presenting as your brother, who is a guy, and you can be undressed in the presence of someone, and that doesn't automatically out you as not being yeah. him. There is a trans-positive perspective there where you can be like, oh, someone found out that someone they thought was a guy has a vagina, and they that doesn't automatically say, oh, I shouldn't be using male pronouns for you. Are you yeah, it's like that, that doesn't automatically mm-hmm. out you. Yeah. That is... From the perspective of like having gender presentation and trans stuff in games, it's like, oh, that's really nice. But that happens at the explicit detriment of having a conversation about, you know, is it okay to, you know, sleep with someone if they think you're someone else? And that's a conversation that's always sidestepped by people either like just not caring or not having that conversation and... It feels like at least one of those roots should have ended in you're not who you said you were. This is a problem. We need to have a conversation about. Especially, I would say the hacker storyline because she kind of she falls for your character, and I think at every night you sleep with her, you had the opportunity to tell her. I never did because, like, I'm really weird about. I wanted to keep all my votes and win the game, but yeah, I don't know how her reaction would have been at the end of that to be like if she was still okay. Well, we right. we funnily we, enough, <coughs> funnily enough yeah. um, like a couple of days ago, I started um, a second run um, with the intent of um, seeing mm-hmm. the hacker scenes, and I just finished that up about like ten minutes before we started recording. If you tell the hacker that you're not actually your bro- your brother, oh, she doesn't believe you. She, she's like, yeah, okay, sure, we can do that. I can, I, we can, I we, can call we, you your sister. Yeah. Uh, also, apparently, before you got on the boat, your brother warns the hacker. While we're on the boat together, I might tell you that I'm my own sister. Just roll with it. It's a thing I do sometimes. So because of that, like, you tell her that you're not your your brother. You are you. And she's like, oh, yeah, you warned me about this. That's fine, whatever. And then when she finds out that you are actually, yeah, when she finds out that you're actually not your brother. At the end, you're both in the same "Uh, room. And you're like, I fucking told you. Come on. She does appreciate that you told her. Yeah. She's like, okay, well, okay, that that's on me. I fucked up. You did tell me. Mm. Spoilers, Jed. Yes. Yeah, I was looking into the game just now yeah, to sorry, see, no, like, because when you finish the game, it tells you the percent of, like, people who made the same decisions as you. And I was looking in the menus to see if I could pull that up now. But, mm. uh, like, what I found interesting, especially about this one, is the percents weren't, like, as 50-50 as they are with, like, Telltale games or something like that. Like, there's a very clear divide in how different people were making the oh, decisions, yeah, for yeah. me at least. Yeah. It was really interesting to see that the variation in what people went with. And it was surprising. I was surprised at the number of people that didn't, that waited until they had to tell the hacker in the hacker route that. Um... Yeah, because we looked at it. It's, it's basically no one t- tells the hacker. Um, yeah, no one tells the hacker on days two, three, or four. It's, it's like a third of people say mm-hmm. on day one, and half of people say never. And then a few people say on the second day. A few people. 
yeah. it's really interesting um no I'm, I'm on my i played through it like two and a half times at this yeah, point and um, i'm planning on trying to go through and do just about everything i can in the coming weeks but are you, are you gonna get are you gonna get that the the um the achievement I'm, I'm trying achievement. i've been going down that list so far i've gotten like all of the scenes except for i think the president and the boy whoever you named the cutie but okay i i have the achievement slut achievement and i've gone after everything and done everything and I have been very well behaved and thank you game for rewarding me with that achievement. I've done everything you've asked because I'm very obedient. <laughs> Lady killer in a bind 2016. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to start a conversation going. Um, I really fight. I, I really fucking like, okay. Two, two things I really like in this game. I really like the photographer. Oh, the photographer yes. is like my whole like oh mm, same yeah uh, yeah. So <laughs> the photographer like straight away I was like I'm going after you. You are amazing. And the other thing that I will say is uh, the the beauty, the redhead, the uh, the 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 dommy person. Oh, oh god, yes. god <laughs> yeah, she knows how to uh, push my buttons. Let's oh. take a moment to talk about. Um, the princess, the beauty, whatever. You I, I actually the, the, the redheaded dominatrix. I actually named all my characters manually <laughs> after characters from '90s sitcoms, so it was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you did. What did you? What did what? What names did you? Did you? Did you uh, Roseanne, uh, John Goodman. <laughs> that's all. That's all the ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Um. I would say there's one scene with the photographer. I, I think you were saying oh, okay. the redhead fucks. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Oh yeah. Um she the red the redhead is a fascinating character. Um she's a lot it, it's 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 interesting to go down the red uh, the redhead's route because um it gives um it gives people a lot of perspective um who might not necessarily be familiar with the BDSM scene. Uh, which is fantastic because the, the the protagonist doesn't have a lot of experience with the BDSM scene, so a lot of questions can be asked. Um, it's really interesting seeing um, um, discussion between um, a submissive character and a dom uh, dominating character, and um, with like taking a look at that discussion and learning more about the BDSM scene for people who might not um, know too much. Um, and seeing like the amount of preparation that goes into everything, um, the um, the tactics that are used um, in a dominating role in order to um, um, establish enthusiastic consent about things and how um, it, 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 it I, I feel it like a lot of people on um, are, a lot of unsavory individuals on the Internet um, will often come out with arguments uh, regarding um, like how um, enthusiastic consent and everything it, it ruins moments and it, it's a fucking awful perspective. But like uh, I've not seen a piece of media um, more effectively address how um, the establishing of that variety of enthusiastic consent um, can fit so well into a uh, into a scenario like that. Like I'm trying to think of specific uh, specific uh, the, moments when she's. Doing the tying up from when, the ceiling for the first time, and she's like making sure that your hands aren't too tight and stuff like that, and then talking about how she had to go look back at how the yeah, knots go really and everything like that. Yeah, mm. um, it's also the occasional moments where um, you as a character won't be clear about whether or not you're okay with something. Yeah, well, you'll and... you'll be like uh, sure, and she'll stop and be like, 
oh, does no. that mean you don't want me to do the thing? Well, oh, maybe I won't do she, it. Now. Yeah, and she's she'll either like tease you into being like, oh, 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 did did, did you not want me to do it then? Until you're like, yes, I explicitly want you to do this thing. Mm. Or just sometimes when you're like, you know, she'll stop and just be like, hey. It's okay if you're not up for this. Yeah. Are you up for this? Give me a solid yes or no. Yeah. And it's it's really, really fantastic. It's probably one of the best uh, representations of a BDSM relationship that I've seen in media. Well, I would, I would quantify that by saying it's probably one of the best examples of a safely handled consensual BDSM relationship Definitely, in that yes. it does a very good job of doing things like it points out the need for... Uh, if you're going to have someone gagged, you need a non-verbal safe word or like examples of what was the one that was a really good example of like, oh, um, there's a scene in which she's slapping you around. And what she says to you is like, keep making eye contact with me. If you stop making eye contact, I will assume that you're not OK and I will stop. And it's just all lots and lots of things that are just like, here are ways that you can safely do things and be able to keep an eye on someone who might not be able to explicitly say something's wrong and tell if something's wrong mm. and stop doing that thing. It's also uh, really subtle moments of representation of the community. Um, for instance, there's um, there's a moment uh, fairly early on where um, uh, the protagonist mentions in the, the retelling of the narrative of what occurred um, that, um, that uh, she and the, the redhead had established a safe word and the brother asks what the safe word is, and there's this oh, moment of um, it, it, explaining that um, it's a very personal, very um, it, it's a it's a thing of private personal trust between two people, and that's not really something that's ever like talked about. It's it's interesting that the brother assumes a right to know. Yes, and the the biker chick, her like your protagonist, their response is it's not important to the story. If I used it, I'll tell you, but I won't tell you what it was because I, I, we set it up. I trusted the person I set it up with. I don't trust you. I'm not telling you. And it's, yeah. yeah, it's just a lot of really nice small things where it's like, that's a very healthy way to represent those kind of Me scenarios. Meanwhile, in every other like popular media where you see BDSM, it's either like a cop show where someone chokes someone to death during BDSM or like, the creepiness of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, which I heard is not very uh, good. No. God. representation uh, like everyone that i know that's like no yeah. no 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 everyone no, i know no, that's like into no. bdsm is like yeah this yeah, is really like, not good a good uh representation of what it's like so well, the game we looked at on the last episode yeah, like, too it, covered the it's, it's, like cute demon crashers or whatever it was they had a bdsm scene in that that was kind of like big on the instructional mm. and consent and stuff like that so it was nice as someone who's like i'm not at all involved in that kind of thing and it's it's a whole new world for me to like learn about that so just having that like kind of stepping stone into it was a really like enlightening experience, I would say. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's also I think it's also important to clarify um, a lot of um, a lot of um, uh, psychiatrists and psychologists who have um, studied Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, a vast majority of them have come to the conclusion that it's more accurate representation of an abusive relationship than a BDSM relationship, mm. um, which goes to show how fucking awful. Well, like, I, I think the, 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 the simplest way I can explain the problem with Fifty Shades of Grey is that a healthy BDSM relationship should involve some form of conversation and consent before new barriers and <clears throat> new things are introduced to the relationship. There should be a conversation about, are you okay for this to become a part mm -hmm. of the relationship? Yeah. 
Whereas Fifty Shades of Grey is, you will do as I say with no room for conversation, sign this legal document that says that you will do everything I say and that nothing will be off the table, whether you want it to be off the table or not. And I always get what I want. There we go. And it's like, no, conversations and consent are important and setting up flexible boundaries and, you know, safety. Yeah. Christian Grey never cares about the safety of uh, what's-her-face steel, Anastasia. It is not a healthy thing. However, in converse to the way the the redhead approaches the situation, it's a much more accurate and much healthier representation. Um, And it's also, like, like, it's it's a bit sexy. It, it's far sexier. Like just yeah. The the, uh, the <laughs> yeah. one sex scene that I got to play, oh, the I, one I, the I, one I, sex scene I got to play seemed way more realistic than any sex scene in any adult game that I've played so far, which is uh, refreshing, was, honestly. Because I think I think it was too, which is weird, right. I guess, for me. But anyway, sorry, you were saying. <laughs> and then uh, I have a question for George and Laura specifically. So this, you guys are in the UK. So how many? No, I didn't <laughs> so, so how many of the acts in this game are illegal in the UK right now? All of them? Uh, okay. Anything that involves um, that involves pain play or that like that's not legal. So I think I, I think restraint and bondage I don't think are okay in UK porn anymore. Uh, definitely um, the spanking, spankings. Oh yeah, you're not allowed. You're now. definitely not allowed to spank. So any yeah. of the scenes involving spanking, hitting, uh, definitely anything involving the crop. Mm. Oh, um, something I didn't encounter, but I've not played the entirety of the game. Is there any face sitting in it? <laughs> there is no face sitting in this game. Okay, so it, it's at least legal in that regard. Yeah, um, no, they don't break the, the no face sitting law. Um, so for anyone who's unaware, the UK introduced a bunch of like, uh, what was it, the um, the Healthy Consensual Sex Act or whatever it was, that's basically like, hey... No spanking, yeah. uh, no face-sitting. The, these are the ones that are specifically targeted to, to women because the Tories are a bunch of... Uh, patriarchal shit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, um, no urination. No, no urine. Uh, no, uh, yeah. No, no urination. No play. female ejaculation. No female ejaculation. Yeah, <laughs> women are not allowed to ejaculate anymore. Wait, women can ejaculate? Yeah. That's just, that's just not permitted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. so the, the 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 thing I always found especially interesting about that bill is uh, face sitting is deemed unsafe and therefore um, not um, not allowed in UK porn. Face fucking is. Oh yeah, you can fuck a face. You can't sit down on one. You can't sit down on a face, but you can jam your well, cock. You know down what my thinking throat. there is? I think it's a case of if you're fucking someone's face, you're going back and forth or up and down, which means that they have a chance to breathe. I think the fear with face sitting is that if you're making a constant pressure on someone's face, now, they might die because they can't breathe. Now, I'm not making. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying that I have experience with this, but there are very frequently situations in which breathing is not a, a, a possibility in 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 the face fucking. Well, that's fair. But I'm not saying I have no. But do you really think that anyone in UK Parliament has done enough face fucking to realise that that practicality is the case? I mean, there was they're that... probably like, oh, things go in and out. There's time to breathe. I mean, there was that one guy that paid a bunch of hookers to dress up as Nazis and dom him. Um, oh yeah, like... there was. Okay, he he knows, but I don't think he was involved in this specific. Like, I mean, I, I can like, see. I, mean, I can see where they're coming camera, from. But the but the, the subject of that face fucking was deceased and also an animal so 
I think I think so long as you're checking in on the person underneath you and making sure they're breathing. Maybe then they're more they're away. less concerned about the breathing and more about like someone like me. If I'm sitting on your face and I slip, you'll, you're dead. That's a lot of weight for one's face. Maybe that's what it is. Hey, that 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 is that that is a thing of consent. If if two consenting adults want to take the risk that someone's neck might get broken <laughs> in a face sitting incident, that's my key to stop them. <laughs> Uh, the Game Ongrifers podcast. Uh, no, we no the Game Ongrifers podcast. I, I know I'm not a regular host, but the Game Ongrifers podcast that I am on will not be the one that bans face sitting. The, ba- the Game Ongrifers podcast sponsored by face sitting. Okay, okay. I'm sorry I interrupted you. I should have let you finish with you your sponsorship. You fucking should have done. I, I that have... might have fucked our sponsorship deal now. Oh no! I, I... I had a really great discussion on the phone with face sitting, and they were <laughs> happy to give us money. Well, if. If 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 only I had been whipped into shape more by the red-headed beauty, then maybe I wouldn't have fucked everything up. Speaking of, uh, I somebody uh, else say something. Um. So yeah, I I like the hacker. The hacker is an adorable oh, subby yes, nerd, yeah. and I fucking love them. And they basically you start being if you go after the hacker's route, and you're like, hey, you're very shy. Is that because you've not you're not very experienced at sex? And then it turns out it's more like. Oh, you're into some really like niche fucked up shit. This oh, okay, let let's fucking do it. So yeah. I like that evolution that the hacker gets. It's less oh I'm scared about sex. It's more oh I'm scared about this specific kind of sex that I enjoy. Is this pair's going to be? Is it out. is it horses? <laughs> yeah, they keep horses on the boat that they're in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> rich kids, I guess. Fucking <laughs> horses. Uh, it's well. I, I, I can tell you what the hacker's into. The hacker is into very, very violent, gruesome... Oh, I haven't gotten that part of yeah, That's one um, thing they watched... They, and it, oh, oh, there is there is a scene in which, like, you... you oh, sorry. Yeah, I, we, nah, we said spoilers, fuck it, whatever. I, you said I, you sec- went through it three times. I assume right you, now, you've gotten that far. Um, yeah... Uh, okay. Well, she at one point she offers in her route for you to like see what porn she has on her computer, and you sit and watch it together. If I remember correctly, it's um, it's a hentai about um, supernatural lesbian detectives that get nice. caught up in gruesome situations. Yeah, apparently it involves a lot of blood and a lot of fucking. Yeah, it, it's apparently very intense. She's into some intense. So shit, aside apparently. from the fucking, yeah. what about the story of the game? So she's like outside of just sex because I mean there there's a lot more story than uh, just like hey I fucked some pretty girls yeah the story <laughs> it's absolutely yes. fascinating the characters are incredibly well written um, the dialogue uh, between characters is is really really great it's it's um, there's a lot of character development um, for there's a game a, that spans over the course of a week. There's, there's a lot of characters that feel like they're explicitly assholes, and then you realise their motivations, and you're like, oh, you're yeah. actually kind of interesting. Yeah, characters have a lot of depth. Um, ha ha. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> depth. <laughs> ah, fucking someone in the ass. Oh, um, so yeah. Um, and <laughs> um, there's actually something about the plot that I've been itching to talk about. Um, how communism. Far, how far are we in at the moment, Laura? Uh, we are well, forty-five minutes in. We <laughs> okay, can talk I'm about communism talk about now. So, uh, some of you might have heard, um, you know, a little bit of a communist. You talked you, a little bit you and Donald Trump. You know, like I've got a website. I sometimes write about about communist. Yeah, it, it's your games industry niche. Is communism. my games industry niche is video games, but communism. Um, you should go check it out, jeffmeister.com. Oh. Um, and 
the ending of this game, not only is it on brand as fuck, but it also blew my blew my blew my mind. It like I I did not see it coming. I did not see it coming at all. So Throughout the entirety of the game, you're not sure about your brother's motivations. You're not sure why you're on the cruise. You're not sure what he's trying to do, what he's hoping to achieve. And you discover, um, again, spoilers, um, you discover that your brother um, is the ringleader in an organisation called Dissidents Without Borders, translated into French, um, whose um, sole purpose is um to bring about the downfall of destroying the predatory meme that is capitalism air quotes yeah (laughs) um basically um the reason you're on the cruise is because you're you're creating an alibi for your brother's presence yeah you're you're creating an alibi for your brother's presence so that he can be kidnapped off of the cruise and then used to ransom um, five million dollars out of um the the father of the protagonist and the brother, and to use that money to finance a bank robbery of the entirety of um the Canadian like some big Canadian bank some big Canadian bank, which they will then use um the funding of in order to destroy capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> didn't see that coming. I'm going to be honest. I did Blew not see that coming. My fucking mind, and it made me so happy because Laura, like, like. I was playing it all. I, I like Laura been trying to get me to play the game for ages. Like, I there's a reason you're going to enjoy it, other than the sex stuff. Can't tell you what it is. Like, okay, I, what what is the thing? And suddenly, <laughs> fucking anti-capitalist motherfucker comes over and just just it's like, hey, this is why you would like this game because because I'm down with capitalism. Down with capitalism. Also, fuck some queer people. Fuck quiz and strong capitalism. Yeah. It's basically my my. my so what you're saying is this uh, game has good life. Christian morals throughout. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. That indeed it does. So the way this ties into the whole five million dollar game that's going on on the boat is that, like, at the end of the cruise, everyone who was on the cruise gets told, "Hey." We're going to split that five million equally. You all won the game. But here's the condition. You've got to wait two years before we give you your share of the five million. If anyone talks about anything that went on on this boat before that two years is up, no one gets anything. So everyone stays quiet. Two years on, the like the, the five million's been used to finance the bank robbery to prepare to take down capitalism. And then the two-year thing goes up. They pay everyone their share of the five million because they've got way more than that because of the bank robbery. So that people will suddenly all at once start talking about, hey, two years ago I was on a boat where someone got kidnapped and I think like we might have been part of the downfall of capitalism. And that that would get people talking about their like terrorist organization that was taking down capitalism. So yeah. it was part of a two-year-long con to be like, We'll give you your share of five million if you're quiet for two years, so that out of nowhere up pops like anti-capitalist group suddenly is all the talk of the town. So that's the reason why there's a game going on 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 the on the cruise for five million is so that they can control the flow of information regarding their rise to the downfall of capitalism. And even ignoring all the awesome kinky fucking that's what the way they tell that story too, I think, is like really cool because it rewards you for playing through multiple Um, times. Because that story is like told like at first it slaps you in the face with like, oh my God, out of nowhere, like all of this like anti-capitalist shit. And then you go through the second time and it tells you more of the story. The third time it's like okay and it just like 
adds more depth to the story for the more times you play through and the more playthroughs you do. So yeah, no, it's really really cool. And you start seeing all of these um, connections that you didn't realize were there between um, Lady Killer in the Bind and uh, and um, uh, Carolyn Lovelace. Yeah, Carolyn Lovelace's other games. Like, like Christine they... Love, you mean? Christine Love. No, I was I was confused for a second. I was like, <laughs> yeah, what? No, Chris. Okay, oh, uh, no, Jed, you oh, can edit. A, you can edit around oh, this. Right? I fucked it. You blew it. Right? Yeah, that's Christine Love. Christine Love. Yeah. Um. Like I, I did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it's interesting seeing all of the like the the links that you didn't realize were there between uh, Lady Queen of Lady Killer in a Bind and uh, Christine Love's other games. Um. Because she's made a few before. Um. Uh, one of them's about an AI that becomes clever enough that it acts like a human and falls in love that with, a, with a lady um and apparently that that's an ai that um uh, analog yeah, yeah it's the the analog games are okay. referenced in one of the epilogues of this and yeah because it turns out the um like one of one of the organizations in the game um are um responsible for trying to find that ai um it's it's fucking and they're helping the downfall of capitalism in order to help bankroll their attempts (laughs) to free this ai by the way the hacker yeah so the hacker um seemingly shy timid character um you then find out that she's um she's the head of an organization of Literal internet pirates, pirates <laughs> um yeah um who who hack the government literal pirates who hack the government and and stuff and, and they're also helping your brother to bring the downfall they, of they, capitalism. they also dress like their characters <laughs> from Gurren Lagan. yep it's beautiful so i'm going to hijack to actually talk about the hacker a little bit more if that's cool so yeah this um, fucking game right so- Okay, so personal yeah, triad or whatever um, tirade. I am not a very like sexual experienced person. I've had a whole like I can count my partners on two hands with a whole two or one hand with two fingers, and I'm just kind of like learning and discovering myself in that way. And a lot of the hacker story kind of related with me on that point because when you first talk to her, she's just like, "Whoa, I don't know what I'm going to do." And I think the first night with her, you mm-hmm, don't actually yeah. have sex with her. You just like sit there, touch her boobs, and you're like, "Yeah, this is a." non like genital contact sexual experience and it's all about kind of like exploring her boundaries of where she's at and having that conversation through sex that's like yeah oh, go ahead it hers ramps yeah hers ramps up so gently and so nicely it is just like let's explore gently one boundary yeah. at a time and see what works what doesn't no pressure let's it's it's really nice it's a very gentle exploration of like hey what yeah. things do you like yeah, and, and speaking it's totally to like me personally, not and all like my things. Because I think she tells you on oh, the sorry, first night, ahead. she's like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, exactly." Like on the first night, she's yeah. On the first night, she's like, "Hey, I'm not super cool with genital contact right now. I'm not ready for that." And then you're just like, "Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. You know, thank you for telling yeah. me your boundaries." Because like uh, personally, like I've toyed with in the past. I identified as asexual, and I'm still like figuring all that. Still having that conversation with myself, like in life right now, but just listening to like another character go through some of the similar anxieties I've had kind of like personally helped me open up and like dissect my own like complications and my weird attitude about sex mm. sometimes. So it's weird to like play a game about like fucking ladies on a boat and be like, yeah, this helped me kind of have a conversation with myself, but it's actually like really opened me up in a way that's yeah. weird to talk about on a podcast for people who are going to listen to it. But I very much enjoyed that storyline so far. Yeah, that's really, yeah. I'm going to be a little (laughs) less uh, specific about it, but I will say I can sympathize with playing this game and being like, 
oh, okay. I learned something about myself there. Uh, I, I learned some things that I like because of this game. So yeah, go Lady Killer in a Bind. You taught me things that I'm apparently into. And also, Thank can we real quick talk about <laughs> Thank you very because, much, like, Christine. You're wonderful. Uh, there's one of the characters, I think, the, the word slut and how the game uses Sorry? that. Because um, there's one character, the swimmer, who you have the option. Her default name is either the swimmer Ooh, yeah, or the definitely. slut. Yeah. And I'm just like, that really rubs me the wrong way because that's such a negative word. But there's a line later in the game that's like, a slut is just a yeah. nerd about sex. And I'm like, it's kind of like liberating that term and bringing it back to be like, okay, it's okay to be like sex positive and define people as slutty or whatever. And it's, I really enjoyed that. But that's that's how I've always kind of viewed the word. But but I I think I've been like yeah, into the yeah. whole like BDSME kind of stuff for a while. Where it's like if I call someone that, it's more of like a term of endearment than like a shameful thing. It's like, hey, you like sex, I like sex. High five. Not like, ooh, you're a whore. Like you know. Yeah, I had to talk a lot of like weird high school situations about friends and rumors yeah. and stuff like that. So that word's always just kind of like yeah. struck me in a certain way. And it, yeah. it's another one of those moments where this game made me think about something, a pre- preconception I had, and kind of reevaluate that for the better. So good job, game. Deep, deep thoughts. Mm. So yeah, Lady Killer in a Bind. That's, <laughs> that, that's, oh. So uh, a thing that I think is worth noting, at least with the game in this state, is that it's re- it, the game is really good about allowing you to get uh, to avoid or skip situations that might be mm-hmm. a problem for you on a personal level. Uh, there is an ability to skip through sex scenes, like any sex scene given to, for any reason, and just skip past it, and that doesn't affect the outcome of the game. There is also a couple of explicit examples where it will put in the option of like, hey, this is going to happen during this scene, do you want to avoid it? There's a very good example, which is there's a way you can go through this game where you're basically given two options between two scenes that will both lead to transactional sex. And it gives you the option of being like, hey, are you not cool with going through a thing that's going to involve transactional sex? You can Mm. just skip that and it won't be a problem. Mm. And I like that it does that, that it's very sort of like, hey... We're not going to force you to go through something that you're unhappy with just to see the ending of this game. Yeah, it, it's it's well, it's it's another example of like one of the really really great things yeah. that it does. It's a very accessible game. Speaking of accessibility, um, if you're not entirely just just as a for people who are listening and you're interested in playing Lady Killer, um, if you're not too sure about the nudity yeah. stuff. There is a mode. Um, mm. There's an, there's the safe for work mode, um, which um, um, during the sex scenes, all of the characters uh, who are naked um, adorn gaudy Christmas jumpers in order to prever- preserve. <laughs> so your, I had forgotten that I turned that feature on when I was playing in the living so room. If that, and if that was, a sex scene pops up, and I'm like, "That is an ugly ass yeah. sweater. Why the hell are they wearing that <laughs> while like tying each other up?" And then I'm like, "Oh, oh." It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, there is some actual, like, genuine accessibility stuff in there, like, in terms of things like there's, um, there's the, uh, what's the thing called? Uh, Colorblindness. They have colorblindness settings and stuff like that. They do have some things built in to help more people experience it, but... Yeah. You can can skip the sex scenes altogether, can't you? Yep. Like, it's, like... Yep, and I... 
yep, you can skip any of them at any time. Um, yeah. You know why I... Oh, you know why I hate this game? There is one reason I hate this game, and it's not because it's a bad game, but it's because it got my hopes up. This game made me think that Pussy Zealot was a real <laughs> band name that existed. Oh it, god, it, yes! It also made me think that Racer X made me a lesbian was a band, and I am sad that neither Pussy Zealot nor so Racer X made me a lesbian are bands. Be. Yeah. Um, isn't it on one of the one of the the fiction? Yeah, one one of the fictional songs of um of um. Uh, Speed Racer, maybe uh, uh, Racer X made me a lesbian. Is um is getting eaten out at the back of Speed Racer? Oh my god, yes! <laughs> I would listen to. Isn't that where the monkey the and the little boy Racer. hide, though? <laughs> yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> they wouldn't you be there. It. They yeah, they would just be hiding time, behind okay? the spare tire, just watching. <laughs> I didn't feel like. <laughs> no. No, no. Nothing. Jen, and then don't Dick, ruin and then this Dick for Dastardly me. and Mutley show up, and they're just like laughing, like. <laughs> what if that's a? Never mind. So if if if, if <laughs> it's just a racer orgy. If if I ever get another chance to be in a band, I'm calling my 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 les. If if I'm ever in a band again, my punk rock lesbian band is going. My to be my my Zavage. gay band. My gay band is called um, Dick Dastardly that. and the Dirty Mutts. There is a big delay. It's yeah. It's really bleeding over. Good job, Zencaster. Good job, Europe. Fucking Europe. <laughs> no, it's I'm... probably because all this is getting filtered through to Russia first. Hey, hey, I have really damn good internet. I don't think it's me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that there was a video game. I would argue to say uh, I, 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 I would go so far as to say sorry um, I I didn't play a lot of video games in 2016 most of them were f- for this podcast um, and like most of them were either for for gameographers or um, for like a couple of website bits or just sitting at an Xbox at my uh, student house playing like Gears of War or something um, and even despite that, I'm quite happy to say that even though I played it in 2017, um, I think Lady Killer in a Bind was probably my favourite 2016 game. It's I, I hold it in that uh, that higher regard. Like I, I, it's just oh, it's so good. I'm so I'm so I'm so, I'm so glad we, we 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 decided to cover it. It's yeah, it's it's a game makes me happy. Uh, that's my thoughts. It's sexy. There's some stuff. It's good. Capitalism being destroyed. It's all very nice. What what are peop- other people's like overall opinions? Um, I'll I'll butt in next. Uh, if I played this game like two days after I finished my Goatee list for 2016, and this would have changed everything. If Stardew Valley hadn't came out in 2016, this would have been my game of the year. Um, I'm kind of like I'm really into narrative games, and I'm more into sex games recently. And this is just like the perfect intersection of the two of those. That just I don't know, and yeah, yeah it's it's just really good, and it has like even. If you're not into visual novels or if you're not into like explicitly sexual content, like I still think this is a game that a lot of people need to play. Cause just even if this like if they just like photocopied this like storytelling format to other games, I would be so happy like a million times over. Everything about this game is good. And I, I, I can't gush enough about it and I'm running out of ways to say how good it is, but just very, very happy. 
I uh, I think visual I think visual yeah. novels are uh, shit, them. and I hate all of them. But this one I hate the least. You so. hate all video games, though. I yeah, video games are pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know why we made them. We could have made anything else, like fire. Should we should we, should we move should we move on to uh, should we move on to our number one segment fetish of the week because I have one ready to go. I always forget about this fetish of the week. Oh, what well, is, this what relates is your to uh, something week? that I think George is uh, familiar with, and it is called a uh, pup play. <laughs> now, if you don't know pup play, let me explain. It's when one person takes on the role. <laughs> It's when one person takes on the role of a pup or a dog, and another takes on the role of the handler or the trainer. How? Where the fuck did you find the where, pup? Where, where the where the fuck did you find this from? Yeah, didn't you recently what upload you, a picture to Facebook about this? George, the pup acts like their canine counterpart, and the trainer, for the most part, handles the pup like he would a biological pup. It's not necessarily a sexual play, but it can be. That's the definition I'm reading from anypups.org. Um, so if you guys if you guys are in like the BDSM scene or whatever, uh, there is a lot of men. I don't know that I've ever seen a female. Uh, pup play person but i'm sure they exist that uh wear like dog masks and get led around on collars and leashes and that is uh that's their thing and uh related to video games when i was at e3 this year i uh which or last year i guess at this point because it's 2017 uh i uh just wait it will get the there. So, you know, 2016 E3, pretty boring. I didn't really like it. A lot of work, really hot. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to hang out with this dude from Grinder that I don't know. So <laughs> on the last night. So he picks me up and we end up going to a gay club. And I told him, I was like, listen, I don't really like bear bars because I'm not into them, but they're into me. No offense, bears. But uh, we, he's like, no, it'd be fine. He's like, some nights they have like BDSM nights and stuff, but it's it'll be fine. So we go. And, and the first thing I see when we walk in is two men wearing dog masks. One has, like, the traditional leather dog mask. The other has, like, a very realistic humanoid dog mask on. And they're just, like, cuddling, wearing, like, leather. And all the TVs in the, like, club are playing just, like, hardcore gangbang gay porn. Just uncensored, which is not something you see at the gay clubs around here. And I really, really wanted to get my picture taken with those two dog boys, and I just didn't, and I regret it, and, and I'll regret it until I die. So there you go. <laughs> that was the end of my E3 2016, and that's pup play. Yeah. <laughs> so that was beautiful. Because you How talked about dogs earlier. And <laughs> also, uh, have you? did you guys see the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Did you not see that's where we were going? Did you not get it was because you said you you didn't fuck a dog? Like the slight delay made that reaction so much more like better. <laughs> right. And you'll get a good look at pup play this man who dresses up like a dalmatian and his wife clearly doesn't look into it in any picture they have together and it's just it's just great. I admire the detail into the pause. Oh yeah, this this is from the documentary they made, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> that I I'm 
I'm I find that suit, <laughs> like to each their own, but I find it like that, the human eyes that you can see look like yeah. they're photoshopped oh. in. There's an element of the uncanny valley yeah. present within it this. It looks but like there are human eyes photoshopped perfect. onto the mask. Yeah, I think I think that's I think the most disturbing part about this, the disturbing yeah, part of the Dalmatian guy is. Uh, that he has like the spots and stuff and it's usually not as like creepy when they don't try to look as realistic as dog people and also i just found the picture of uh the dalmatian guy with the the mask off and he's actually very good looking yeah so that's good i, know, I, I would I, lead, I would lead him around on a leash if he oh, wanted okay. I, I think mean. i'm gonna like go try to track down a podcast or something that interviews people oh, yeah. can, can like we that. just really interesting if 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 he took oh the the one the one you should listen to if you want a podcast about that kind of stuff go listen to Lou reads the internet he just picks a random internet forum each episode so, and will just read forum threads that and fascinating yeah you will learn about some interesting corners of existence from that podcast from people who are like here's me chronicling my my experiences with heroin to here is my sexual interest. Okay, so when you said Lou Reed, you mean L O U R E A D S? I thought you meant like the guy uh, who authored The Wild Side, that song. <laughs> I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. A person called Lou. A person oh, called Lou. Now that makes better sense. Because I was like, the folk singer or the rock singer? Uh, okay, cool. Bookmarked. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> no, George, do you have any? Do you have any fetishes? Awesome. Okay. Um. So, does Don't anyone else in. have any thoughts? Oh. Um. Where do we start? <laughs> well. Uh. I. I. I would get my. Um. My books of un- my book of unusual sex practices, but I left it at home. Um. Uh. Uh, give me, give me a tick. Give us two seconds. We're gonna Google fetishes and see what we Go find. Go to the Wikipedia page for fetishes. <laughs> Someday I'll prepare for this da, segment because I always, da, da, I always forget, da, da, and then I'm like, I feel weird just like picking something. Without da, 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 da. And then Alyssa's like, I, da, 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 I don't know. Heterosexual sex. Okay. Oh, oh, go to the top. Go oh, to the no. top. Let's talk about abasiophilia. Abasiophilia is sexual interest oh, uh, in people with impaired mobility. Uh, it's so hot. The visual that you novel can't one with the, the as anime well thing. As well as other people, <laughs> all of them. No. Uh, uh, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's every visual novel. <laughs> Shoujo is basically a game based around that fetish. I'm, yeah. Okay. Okay. While you, while you, oh. Oh yeah, Katawa Shoujo. It's like, hey, you're at disabled school. Date date the person with the missing arm, or the one with the missing leg, or the blind one, then no, the deaf see, one. That, um, that's interesting because that uh, that encompasses two things. If you scroll back to the top again of this list, Laura, oh. uh, that encompasses not only uh, abasiophilia but also acrotomophilia, which is people with amputations. I I was gonna bring. Where is the one oh, I was no. looking at? Um, Dendrophilia. <laughs> we 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 to trees. I think we covered this one before. Have we talked? Oh, I think that was on the first episode and the third episode, <laughs> and we just like bring it up every time because everyone likes yeah. fucking trees. Oh, oh, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Yeah, I I found one that um that has to be um the most uh resembling of 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 uh, um of fragile masculinity is um homo homo homeovestism. Uh, which is um, sexual attraction from wearing clothes emblemic, uh, emblematic, emblematic of one's own sex. 
Ah, uh, I am a man and wearing masculine <laughs> clothes. It's getting me off. This is getting me off. Wearing all over. Ah, uh, I am jizzing everywhere because I I wore. I wore, I wore a, a red flannel shirt and I've never been so hard. <laughs> I wore a baseball cap today. Oh my god. <laughs> That also works for uh, lesbians. Lesbians wear uh, red flannel shirts and suddenly it's like, oh, we just jizz everywhere. Yep, yep. I'm going to assume that would be like, um, he- I, I don't know what that would be. Um, uh, metrophilia is sexual attraction to poetry. Uh, I'm I'm going to go with uh, Maschanlangnia. Ew. Sexual attraction I, to I have seen a, a movie of the adult yeah, variety where a, where a woman is on the ground, or on her yeah. sitting on the ground, and two dudes are fucking her armpits, and it is just pure art. Huh. If that's not art, I don't know no, what I, is. I'm usually pretty open-minded about that, but I just... Thank you for that, Jed. I, 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 feel, I feel better... I feel better knowing about this. Welp. <laughs> I wonder if... The- what if the hair would affect the sensation? I guess so, depending on. Uh, oh god, the armpit hair. Yeah, like double versus like longer in position. Oh my fucking god! I'm, I'm, I'm only into unshaved armpits. Like it's it's the armpit oh, hair that god. does it for me. <laughs> yeah, I can't I, get I over think, armpit I think hair. This fucking no. To wrap up. <laughs> That that's that we we've, we've hit the peak, um, and now we should just we should just stop it before before it it, it just yes fucks off into oblivion. So we're all just gonna sit here until someone decides to close out. <laughs> uh, George, where can we find more of your disgusting bullshit? Self promotion time. Oh, um, Jaffa Meister. Thank that's where that, that's the thing. Um, I hello, I'm George. I um, I'm I write about uh, communism on the internet and how um, and I take that and mash it into video games until it makes sense. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jaffermeister. That's J A F F A M E I S T E R. You can also find me on Jaffermeister.com, which is the same spelling <laughs> but without the at and with a dot com on the end of it, where I talk about video games and communism. Um, you might enjoy my recent um, holiday special where I discuss how, because of a prompt in um, in Bully Scholarship Edition uh, and encountering uh, Homeless Santa, oh. that Santa is actually a luxury space communist. And I talk about how that totally makes sense. Um, oh, yeah. I'm now Congrats. the editor-in-chief of Indie Haven. That's yeah. exciting and scary. So go to IndieHaven.com and you can you can look at some stuff. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm quite... I'm quite um, overwhelmed by that, but you know, I'm taking it as it comes, trying to do the best I can. Expect some new exciting things in my autocratic, uh, tyrannical rule of 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 that beloved website. Um, other than that, um, got a game? Maybe it's a porn one. Maybe it's not. You should you should write an email to me about it at the the at gmail dot com, and I'll I'll get back to you on that and. That'd be cool. Um, Jed, where can people find you and about the things that you do and the things that you say? I totally hate behave, all the like things, but you can read about them at Jed05 on the Twitter. And also, I just started a new website that Alyssa's part of called Steam Shovelers, where we're trying to review every game that came out or comes out on Steam this year, which is uh, 
a lot of games right now uh it's only like 14 days into the year and we're only at like 20 percent of what's already released so we're probably going to be bringing on some more staff and keep doing that you can read all about that at steamshovelers.cool because dot cool is the best url and anyone that says otherwise is wrong and uh sometimes i write for destructoid when i feel like it <laughs> which is not often and uh that's it Alyssa. Yeah. Where are you? I'm on Twitter all the time, way too much, <laughs> never sleep. Uh, you can find me there. <laughs> you can find me there at Glitchy with two eyes, so G L I I T C H Y. Um, I also do news daily at Gamasutra, so please read and help me pay my rent. Uh, I do some reviews every now and then at Destructoid, and I talk about Digimon there whenever any Digimon news pops up. So you're welcome for that. And yeah, I'm doing Steam Shelvers with Jed. I have I'll actually have a Lady Killer in the Bind review going up whenever i finish writing it tonight so sitting on that like four others that's gonna keep me up all night but yeah video games so yeah that's me and laura where are you at laura where can people <laughs> find you sharing this episode of the podcast so that we get more views uh you can find me at laura k buzz pretty much everywhere laura k buzz on twitter laura k buzz uh on youtube you can find me at letsplayvideogames.com which is that place that i started writing after i wasn't writing it to structure it anymore and just generally laura k buzz you find me on everything at that it's this good do you do, you do any other such. podcasts Oh, other podcasts. You can find me on the uh, the Podquisition podcast with Jim Sterling and Miracle of Sound, Gavin Dunn. I also, in theory, uh, I did one called Year of Steam for two years, which has a, it's not a time-sensitive one. You can go back and listen to us reviewing games from our Steam backlog. That was fun. Uh, I do the Let's Play Video Games podcast, which is kind of video game discussion. Also, there's a fake mole queen that lives under the UK that appears on the show and we tell terrible dad jokes and somehow it's still a video game show. Hooray. So we th did those it. are the big ones I'm yeah. doing at the moment. We we should really do that podcast where we just uh discuss a game that just came out and never had played it and just make up lies about it the whole the whole podcast. <laughs> I'm down with that. We were gonna do one for Final Fantasy and then we didn't. And say if anyone has suggestions maybe, maybe for sexy awesome. games that are fun and sexy that yeah. they'd like us to play, an email. <laughs> I, I'd be What's our email account for this? It's uh, gamographers at gmail. I don't know, something or, like that. We'll link it. <laughs> just just find us. Bye. Yeah. Then. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. Bye. <laughs> love you all. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we're so sorry. Bye. <laughs> Bye. God, okay. we were lagging Bye. so bad at the end.